This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Howdy folks, my name is Sam Thrash. I'm your Fall Obsession podcast host for this week's podcast episode. Our podcast is driven by Ridge Rock Hunt Company, and I will give them a shout out here shortly um, at the end of the podcast episode. This week we are doing something outside of our normal mold once again, um, Outdoors Dan with the Outdoor Call radio show. He invited me to come back on his show for his live broadcast uh, this, this past weekend and everything. Um, he did this a few weeks ago for episode 110, I think is when we aired it. Um, kind of his introductory episode, bringing us into his network uh, with Fall Obsession and everything. So all as I say, before hunting season, he wanted to have me back on, um, do another do another radio show with me and gave us the the permissions to be able to publish this as our podcast episode for the week as well. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to uh, to the show for this week and uh, let you guys listen in and hope you all enjoy. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Fall Obsession Podcast. All right, let's go ahead over to the phones and talk to our friend, Mr. Mr. Sam, over there at Fall Obsession. Good morning, Sam. What's up, Dan? How are you doing, man? Ma. Three weeks out from my moose hunt, buddy. I'm getting excited. Oh, man, I would be, too. That sounds awesome. You don't have moose down there in Texas, do you? And if we do, I ain't seen them yet. Yeah, you got everything else. I mean, you got elk, you got javelina, you got whitetails, turkeys, you got, uh, what am I missing? You got uh, axis deer. Uh, I mean, you, you guys got a whole bunch of stuff down there to hunt. Yeah, we, we got quite the quite the plethora down here for sure. Uh, I actually had a couple of my guys this, this summer able to go on a couple of those axis hunts, which were pretty cool. So some some awesome stories to be told with that, and they're they're incredible. 
Well, they they taste they taste wonderful. I've never had them. Larry, uh, our buddy Larry McCoy, Larry said that's his favorite uh, his favorite deer to eat. Now, I, I'm I've had elk, and I'm hoping I've had moose, but I'm hoping it tastes. You know, when you get your own moose or elk, it's going to taste better than anything that you were ever given by a buddy. You know, oh, yeah. you know, but I, I, I have not ever shot a moose, so I will, I will be buying a, a, a eye imaging scanner, lock, thermal imaging, laser grids, and a whole bunch of stuff to protect that moose in the freezer if I, if I do get one, because that protein is going to be very precious to me. Rightfully so. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I will make it in. I will make it in. in uh, what is that word when you can't get in impregnable? Is that it, right? Is that Something it? Like that. Man, I'm from Texas. Those, are, those words are too big. Well, Andrew's a teacher, so that's why I was asking. Impregnable. So, yeah. Impregnable. See, I just want to make sure my third grade education is paying dividends. You're on it, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good morning, Jerry. Good to see you, Jeff. Good morning. Good to see you on Facebook Live. Sam, you've been doing fall obsession since, uh, what, did I, what did I say, 2010. I was doing some research on you last night. And uh, first yeah. of all, First of all, I want to say thanks for being part of the Outdoor Call Radio Network on being on every Monday. We appreciate your show being on. Well, man, we, we appreciate the opportunity. It's awesome to, to have our show on there and to just get more people uh, more people listening, more people involved uh, on, on both fronts, coming to fall session and learn about uh, Outdoor Call Radio. So, awesome opportunity. Now, you guys are actually heroes. Did you, uh, we, we, Andrew, did you, know, did you know we have a hero on? Uh, I do now. Sam Sam's a firefighter. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you, we've been we we've, we've been I've been on the air for 25 years. This is my 25th year on radio, and I've always said our police officers, our firefighters, first responders, paramedics, um, you know, uh, there's a, anybody that's a first responder is a hero in my book, and every they should all have capes and. And, uh, you know, that's, that's very important and we acknowledge all that. So we appreciate what you do. So thank you for being, and you guys, uh, you guys are basically a bunch of guys that look, uh, folks, I'm not going to just say guys, cause there's ladies involved out there too, but you're a multi outdoor venue with pods. You got articles in a really nice website platform at fall obsession. How did all, how did all this just come about? Was it from your blog? Yeah. So it's kind of, First and foremost, thank you for uh, for your support, first responders. I do do appreciate that. Um, and, and fall obsession, it, it came about, man. As uh, you're spot on, as a blog is how I originally started um, way back when, over ten years ago, and uh, writing about my own uh, hunting and outdoor experiences and stuff. And then uh, as time went on, I thought you know it'd be cool to get other people involved in this and, and have some other people contributing to this platform from other areas relevant to their experiences. That led to me uh, trying to put together some some sort of uh, field staff program, if you will. And actually, as small as we were that first year, we actually had 10, 10 folks apply and, and join that first year. And it's just been, been moving on since then. And here in the past three or four years or so is when we've kind of refocused our attention to being a, a hunting and outdoor media production company. And you talked about everything that you saw on the website as far as the podcast the media series the articles the reviews the all that kind of stuff that's you know we're trying to we're trying to cover all of our bases with that from our staff members across the country and everything so it's been really cool to to be on this journey and to be to be growing and and forward with it so well you're doing a good job good morning chris good to see you buddy my old pure whitetail friend 
you know, you know, it's amazing um, when you when you start to see your stuff grow and people get some traction, and um, it's it's really a great sense of accomplishment. And uh, you should guys should be proud of yourself down there. I think you guys are doing some wonderful things. Well, I appreciate it. We we definitely are. We definitely have a lot lot more good stuff in the works and everything. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see, uh, get another hunting season started here with with our staff members and everything. We just we just brought some new people. Uh, on board on our staff program uh, this week, actually. So get get some new people plugged into the, the fall session team and uh, and rolling into another hunting season. It's it's good times. Yeah. Good morning, Bruce. Good to see you on Facebook Live. So, uh, what are you guys hunting right now down there? Man, so uh, so dove season opened up, and I actually uh, I have not gotten to go yet. <laughs> actually, so my my weekend is full. But our uh, our dove season has started down here in Texas, and we're we're one month out from the beginning of October, the opener of uh, whitetail archery. So I'm I'm pretty pumped pumped for that for sure. So I I hear you. We got to start October first. Uh, our urban season starts September fifteenth in Iowa, but then regular season is going to start October first. Uh, muzzleloader and then archery and stuff. I, I'm a little jealous back home in Missouri where I came from. Uh, it starts September 15th as the start of the regular season. So Larry Mack's already down in Kentucky. Him and Ryan are down there filming an early season velvet hunt. I'm really jealous of them guys. Yeah, I'm already starting to see those those velvet, or excuse me, velvet pictures creep into my uh, my feed on my social media pages, and it's it's very uh, oh man, it just it gets me pumped up. I'm ready to be in the woods. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not crazy about 90 degrees in the woods, but you know, <laughs> it's. I know when I got my muley last year in velvet, it was pretty cool. Uh, that's probably one of my prettier mounts I've got on the wall down in the office. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd be proud of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's your first? Uh, what's your first big game hunt this year, buddy? So it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be whitetail. Um, we've done a little bit of pig hunting and everything this summer, but I. I was uh, unsuccessful in my in my Montana draws and stuff this year, so I'm uh, I'm sticking it close to home this year and focusing focusing my efforts down here in Texas on our whitetail property we have down here. Uh, we do have a media series around our uh, whitetail management strategies on that property called Texas Dirt. We're filming season two of that for our YouTube channel right now, and then we're also coming to Carbon TV here in the next couple of weeks with that uh, that same media series. But all as I say, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited. It's, we've, we've done a lot of work out on that place this year to kind of ramp it up to the next level from where we were at last year, and uh, got some got some awesome pictures and stuff. Some good deer coming in, so I'm I'm excited for what this year's going to hold. And to, I got I got one stand in particular. I got a I got a pretty nice buck coming in, and that's probably where you're going to find me on opening day. So, do you guys have scrub oaks down there in, in Texas, Sam? Scrub oaks, yes. yeah. You do so, like out, like out in Colorado when I've when I've uh, whitetail hunted and elk hunted out there. Um, you know those scrub oaks the, when the acorns are dropping. I mean the elk and the deer. That's where they're at. I mean, are, so you guys have the same thing there in Texas? Yeah, we. I mean, we got a uh, man out there on uh, on that place. We got a little bit of everything. We we do have uh, we do have some. So yeah, we do have scrub oak and uh, just little patches of hardwoods we got a lot of mesquite and cedar on uh on our well so and uh and the terrain itself is pretty it it varies quite a lot so um just it kind of have a a little bit of everything it feels like out there uh as far as the the 
going out for bow hunting. So. Sure. What is there any other mass trees? I mean, do you have like pecans or anything like that that the deer eat? Um, on my place, my my pecans are pretty few and far between. And oh. I'm telling you, the, the the brush out there, it, it's it, it is low out where I'm at as far as the even the hardwoods patches. What I have, I I have one tree stand on 807 acres because it's the only tree I could find <laughs> that I can put my tree stand in. And that's the one I'm talking about where I'm probably going to be open a day because um, I hunted from the ground all, all year last year and that, that was fine and, and served as well. And we're, we're going to be doing a lot of ground hunting this year, but man, that uh, I, I love being in a tree. That's my first choice every time. So I'm going to I'm going to be uh, probably in that one open day and fortunately have some a decent decent couple bucks that are roaming that area. So hopefully yeah. we can crack it well. Yeah, I agree with you. I lo- I'd rather be in a tree stand than a ground blind. I, I mean, I, I'm not taking anything away from ground blind hunting. I, I do appreciate ground blind hunting, especially when it gets colder. You know, but um, I just like, you know, during the rut especially, I like being up in a tree so I can see everything more around me. Um, you know, I know some of the see-through blinds, you know, good morning, John. Good to see you, buddy. I know some of the see-through blinds that uh, people have been buying the last couple of years. I, I tried them. They're, they're neat, but I, I tell you what, if the sun's just right, if you don't put something behind you, if especially those 360 uh, see-through blinds, I honestly believe those animals can silhouette you and those deer if the sun's behind you or uh, if, the, if the sun's just right. So just be careful because I've had a couple deer and a couple toms put off on me that I didn't even move. And they just, I think they saw my silhouette in the blind. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to using a back panel blind um, and just go, because I, I think it's going to, you work so hard for that opportunity. I, you know, it's bad enough when you mess up yourself. You don't want to have, you don't want to ha- give yourself away in the blind. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. We had, I had a, uh, probably the crack that I had, the biggest buck I had. I would have an opportunity at last year um, was from the ground and uh, if I had been in a tree stand it would have been lights out but because I was in a ground blind because he was he's an older he's a smarter deer he was zoned in on that blind I, I mean I was I was good to go inside I had I did everything right I checked all my boxes but he's just he's an older smart deer yeah. he was new to the area he kind of came in after the rut and uh, he was just he was locked in on that on that blind he didn't like it tree stand would have been a different ball game. Yeah, if you get you know if you get your blinds out there like two or three weeks before, brush them and let them acclimate to it. That's not so bad. I, but man, I tell you what, if they see any kind of movement or they hear anything, they're gone. I mean, yeah. you know, you can try to minimize your scent with you can run ozonics and you can open a little bit of the back wall and uh, from the front and create an airflow and put that ozonics unit in there. So you you know you can control your scent pretty much that way, but. Man, you can't control the sound and the movement. They, uh, they're they're wary and they're smart, man. Absolutely, they don't yeah, get we, they don't get big and old from being dumb. That's for sure. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Good morning, Mike. Good to see you, buddy. Good, good. To see. So, what's your favorite thing to hunt, man? Down here in Texas, is it whitetails? Oh man, it, it's got to be whitetail. Like I, I, uh, I dabble in the turkey hunt hunting, and I, uh, I'll get into you know some pig hunting and stuff in the in post deer season and then into the summer and everything but man whitetail's my bread and butter and yeah. that's what i've grown to doing and that's that's what i always love doing i've hunted pronghorn before and that uh that holds a special place in my heart for sure but i've only only been blessed with that opportunity a couple times so i i still 
got to say, I still got to say whitetail right now, man. Okay. Chris, Chris says he'd rather be 25 feet closer to heaven as well up in the tree. And of course, Chris, I know you're wearing that full body safety harness when you're that, when you're up in the tree, right? Sam, you're a firefighter. Everybody should be wearing a full body safety harness. Absolutely, man. Yeah. The, the safety is not something to be taken, taken lightly out there, especially when you're, when you're pretty far back and you're out of self-service, you're away from, from anybody or any help. Uh, absolutely. I, I'd recommend wearing, making sure that you got a tree stand safety harness and stuff. I, it was actually, it, it made me think of a funny story. We, uh, myself and our production director, Nick, he, he drew a, a WMA public land tag down here in Texas a couple of years ago. And we went out there early postseason to hunt and it was really too warm for whitetails, but we were still having fun hanging out there and tearing up some pigs. But we, uh, we found this one tree and it, it was just a straight shot up. It was just a, a massive, massive oak tree. And, and I got probably, uh, I don't know. I probably got 25, feet up or so 30 feet up as his cameraman in in this tree getting him above him and everything and uh he's down the ground fumbling around with his hang on and he finally looks up at me and sees how high i am and he's like dude what are you doing up there i can't go that high and i kind of chuckled at him but what made me think of that story was he uh he was fumbling around with that blind on the ground he, he ended up cutting his hand it wasn't super bad but he he was like hey i i, I can't hunt like this i gotta go back to the truck so he he had to walk all the way back to the truck, get a bandage, get his hands taken care of, and uh, then he basically just left me there. But walked all the way back to his stand, got back in. Um, but that was that was about 30, 45 minutes of our hunt that that we lost right there, and obviously could have been a lot worse if it'd been a, a more severe injury. So yeah, always take every safety precaution you can because you never know how far away help is. So. Yeah. Good morning, John in Illinois. Uh, Mike, what's what's a safety harness? Mike, a safety harness is it's a full body safety harness. There are several companies out there that make them. Hunter Safety Systems, Muddy. But what it does is it goes around your 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 butt your upper body and it connects down to your lower legs. So you got two straps that go around your legs, and then you have a strap around your waist, and then it. You got like straps across your shoulders, and what that does, uh, you have a line that comes up and over about I don't know, it's a tether line. It's about four feet, and when you when you're climbing up and down your tree stand to get up and down, um, you uh, you should have a safety line or a lifeline. There's usually 20, 25, 30 feet lines, and you hook your carabiner on the on that safety tether that comes off your safety harness onto that line and you slide it up as you climb up and then you slide it down as you climb down and what that happens what what that does is if you would fall or the stand would break while you're getting in or out you're it, it's going to catch you you're not going to fall out of the tree and it's going to let you upright yourself uh without injuring your spine it puts you in a fetal position and if that's that's why those are very important for you to wear. Don't wear one that just goes around your waist because that can actually break your ribs and puncture your lungs. Um, I've had three friends of mine over the last 33 years that have gotten killed falling in or out of a stand. And uh, I don't want to lose any more. So, and I, I know a couple other folks that are paralyzed because they, they, they weren't wearing a safety harness. So it's, you know, if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your family because you, once you fall, you can't take it back, right, Sam? Absolutely. Yeah. And my one buddy, his son actually found him in the tree hanging. Uh, he, he had a he had a just a, a belt around his waist 
and it the the uh, it suffocated him. It went up into his shoulders, and he, when he fell off his climber, and it suffocated him, and he died in the tree. And it's, how, can you you don't don't do that to your family? I I mean that's that's as honest as I can be about that. And he was one of the best guys you would ever want to meet in your life. And uh, I what do, I, I just don't want to have that happen anymore. So yeah, you want take every precaution you can and you know the, the as much as we want to be out there and be in the woods be by ourselves you know be be closer to god and nature it's uh we we need to be able to go home at the same time, no. same time. My, mike okay. says mike i'm sorry yeah sorry mike i'm so, i didn't know you were kidding i well i thought i yeah i don't know who's i don't you know if someone asked me a question i don't know if they've been hunting before or not so that's all right mike so good morning sean over in illinois Lots outdoors. Good to see you. Your Baku Baku bike dealer. Oh, good morning, Kenny. I, I tell you, Sam. Uh, you know, listen. It just—it's really nice to uh, to get back into the woods, get out there. We've been doing mock scrapes and trail cams. Do you guys mock scrape a lot down there? We we do some. Uh, I I have not been as diligent at getting getting some of those up and running this this year, and and hopefully still be able to maybe work something out out there. But mainly. Uh, Mainly working on getting some some actual like mineral sites and stuff going on was kind of kind of what I've turned my focus to here here recently with some of our deer. So. Yeah, Sam, hang on, I got to take a real quick break. We'll be right back with Sam from our Fall Obsession, uh, the great uh, uh, website. What's the website? Fall Obsession? What? FallObsession.com. Go check it out. That's easy. All right, Sam, hang on. We'll be right back on the Outdoor Call Radio. This is the Outdoor Call Radio with Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Call Radio Show. We got Mr. Sam on from Fall Obsession, and I'd like to thank everybody for making us part of your weekend here on 1350 ESPN as well. So, Sam, I know whitetail is your favorite. Uh, you going out? You've been out? Uh, you've been out chasing rabbits yet, or when's your rabbit season start? Man, I'll be honest with you, Dan. I'm not a rabbit hunter. I just, I just flat out am not. Well, you know what? That's okay because I, I wouldn't want to be a rabbit hunter down there because they're like 50 pounds. They, they, them rabbits will drop kick you. They're so big down in Texas. I know. Yeah, they're intimidating. Oh, they are. I, I actually was the one, the one time I was down in Texas hunting. I was on a pig hunt and I had a jackrabbit jump up and threaten me and try to take my bow and give me a drop kick. I'm telling you what, I was shaking, Sam. That was a that was an eighty pound. Or was that a kangaroo? No, that was an eighty pound jackrabbit, buddy. I think, and I tell you what, I just backed out and with just I gave him his space and I got out of there barely. Hey, you, you got to submit to the dominant being, you know. I'm telling you, man, them rabbits are huge down there. So, I don't know. So, what? Uh, you guys, you you didn't? Did you say you didn't draw Montana? No, man, I, I was pretty bummed. I've so I started uh, I started my journey hunting out in Montana back in 2018. Yeah, I put in and, and got a, an archery only tag out there that year, my first year, and uh, blessed to be able to take a, a stud pronghorn buck out there with my bow. Um, the following year, I drew another tag, went back out there. That was a long week of hunting, and unfortunately, was unsuccessful. But I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Don't get me wrong; it was an unbelievable week up there. And then the last three years, I've put in and been unsuccessful in drawing each year. 
and I know that uh, I know that drought and them cutting some tags and stuff has played a part of that. And then you also factor in just the you know COVID and everything over the past few years and how more people have wanted to wanted to get outside and probably put in for tags and stuff. I think all those things have kind of played into that. But it's been been a little frustrating. Hadn't got to go to Montana since 2019, but um, hopefully one day I'll make it back up there. But wouldn't trade the two years I got to go for the world, that's for sure. Oh, I hear you. So are you guys always looking for pro staff people at fall obsession? We uh, we are. And actually, I, I just had a, uh, a staff meeting with our with our vice president and our, uh, our staff manager yesterday uh, to discuss this very thing. But we are officially opening up our our doors publicly to accepting field staff applications from from outdoorsmen and women. So we're, we're especially interested in folks who are kind of kind of out west and everything um, or, or hunt out there. But then, I mean, if you hunt in the northeast, the southeast, the south, midwest, wherever you hunt, we are we're wanting to, to build our team and expand our expand our staff and everything. And we've kind of kind of restructured a few things here to prepare for that that upcoming growth. So we're, we're open for business, Dan. We're accepting applications. Well, I think you're smart to do that. That way you're diversifying your audience, you know, uh, and I, I get every week I get emails from folks. Hey, how can I do what you do? Or how do I get in with someone to, to be starting a career in the outdoors? And, you know, I tell them just, you know, just kind of keep your eye on social media and, and look for people that are looking for volunteers or for look for pro staff folks, because that's, that's basically how you, you know, you, you need to get your foot in the door, you know, learn, learn as much as you can about photography or video videoing. Folks are always looking for camera people. And just, you know, I always say, if you do that, though, make sure it's a good trade off. Make sure you're getting something. If you're going to put skin in the game, make sure you're getting something back. Don't just do it and say, you know, I'll do, you know, I'll work for nothing because it's, it's got to be a gift, give and take for both people to, you know, that way everybody's happy and, and you can grow and build a relationship or a partnership that way. But um, I'm excited for you to do that. I, I think that's, see, that's one of the things I like about the Outdoor Call Radio. We got folks from all over the country with, that are hunting in Pennsylvania, New York. Um, we got folks in uh, Colorado. We got you guys down in Texas, uh, Mississippi. I mean, we got folks all, all over the place. But, you know, I like to hear about how things are going in other states and how people approach hunting and fishing opportunities different from where I'm at. Because to me, that's how you learn. Absolutely. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about kind of diversifying our staff and some of our content and everything, because that's what we're trying to do. You know, I, I'm down here in Texas, and for the most part, I've, I've grown up my whole life hunting down here and staying pretty close to home. So when I start branching out into other areas of the country for, for knowledge and experience and, and stuff like that, I'm, I'm 100% a novice. So I, I absolutely want to learn from somebody who's experienced and, uh, and has the knowledge and know the the tenure if you will hunting in that area and everything so um, we're definitely definitely trying to grow in all those areas it brings like you said all that different types of content and content relevant to those areas and those styles of hunting brings all that to our pages and, and to our website and everything um, and and the other thing that's really cool about our staff programs is, is we put a lot of thought and time into the application process and, and if folks go through it they'll see that it's more than just filling out a form and saying yay or nay um, we actually want to see some some examples of what kind of content you can uh, you can produce. There's a virtual interview with our staff manager and everything associated with that process and everything. And we really want we're we're striving to get content creators on board, but at the same time, we're a very tight knit, almost family. 
and uh, and because of that, you know, we, we want to make sure that anybody that's joining our team, joining our family, is uh, is, is the right fit for the organization and everything. So that's uh, that, that's a big focus is the is the family oriented aspect too of the fall obsession. So we're, yeah. we're really looking because because on the on the flip side, you know, outside of the content production and everything, or the folks that are in these individual regions, we have set up. We we designate a coordinator for each of these regions, and that person kind of works to get the staff that are in that region together. Our, our Midwest region, for example, those folks have gotten together several times over the summer, whether it's for a boat fishing trip or just a just a cookout, hang out on the boat type deal, you know, whatever it might be, and then hunting in the fall too. So, um, you know. Folks actually get boots on the ground and get together and, you know, build that in-person hunting community on top of everything else. So it's really cool to watch and, and to see it grow. Yeah, no, I think you're doing, a, I think that's smart. And I think you're doing some good stuff out there. Plus, if they join the team, they get that great logo to wear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we I know you complimented us last time we were on and we appreciate it. Yeah, that we get plenty of, uh, plenty of feedback on, on the logo and the design. So we're very grateful for that glad to have something that's standing out in the industry yeah no that's good well hey mountain man good morning buddy good to see you mountain man out in pennsylvania um i think you guys are doing some great stuff sam and i want to thank you for being really diligent about keeping your content up on the dropbox for me i I always it always cracks me up when i go to upload stuff in the network i'll see a little thing saying uh fall obsession uploaded their dropbox so thanks for thanks for keeping up on that for me it helps me out Absolutely, man. Yeah, we want to keep content going, and we we publish a new one of our podcast episodes every single Monday morning. So um, every Monday, we're we give that that to you for you to put in in queue wherever it may fall on your publication schedule too. So um, yeah, we we want to get our content out there and, and get folks listening. So. Yeah, well, you do a good job. Tell everybody how they can keep up with you. So, as we mentioned earlier, fallobsession.com, that's the website, that's the hub, that's where everybody can go to find all of our content, whether it's our uh, video series, we have a lot of different types of video series out um, on top of that, Um, as well as our podcast, educational articles, gear reviews, our online store and our apparel are on there. You head over to fallobsession.com, just start exploring around. We're on all the main social media platforms, Um, give us a follow. We're also on the Go Wild app, which is a censorship-free app for hunters and outdoorsmen. Uh, really cool platform they have there. If you haven't checked out Go Wild, Go Wild, go check that out. Our YouTube channel, go subscribe to that. We put out multiple new videos every single week uh, regarding these media series and also just educational articles for hunting, or excuse me, videos for hunting in the outdoors. And then we're on Waypoint TV. Our podcast is on there, and then our podcast and several several of our shows are about to be on Carbon TV as well. So you guys can find us there. All right. Sam, always a pleasure, buddy. Let me know how you're doing this fall, and we'll try and get you on again soon. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. After you go on that hunt, give me a call. We'll get you on the podcast. I'll be more than happy to do that. That'd be great. Thank you, buddy. You bet. All right. Tell everybody I said hi, and be safe out there. Will do. Appreciate you, Dan. There he goes, Mr. Sam from Fall Obsession. Good, good bunch of folks down there doing a good job. All right, got to take another quick break. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. Thank you to Outdoors Dan for having us back on his show and allowing us to use this as our podcast episode for this week. You guys heard there at the end of the radio show how you guys can find Fall Obsession, where you can find us. Be sure that you go follow us on social media and please subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. 
We are on all major podcast platforms as well as our YouTube channel and Waypoint TV. Coming soon to Carbon TV as well, so all that is pretty exciting. Um, head on over to our uh, our online store. Today is actually uh, Labor Day that this episode is airing, so if you catch this episode on day one, on today, on Labor Day, um, we still have our Labor Day sale going on for our apparel, so be sure that you go uh, pick up a shirt. We have shirts. All of our shirts are on sale for Labor Day, starting as low as $4.99. Good luck finding another deal like that um, in today's world. So head on over to uh, fallobsession.com and explore around. Finally, Ridge Rock Hunt Company is the podcast partner. We are very fortunate to have uh, Derek and Lacey in our partnership network with Ridge Rock. They book hunts, so if you are looking for your next experience, your next hunting trip, um, and you're trying to find a vetted outfitter um, to make your experience all the more better, Derek has a just massive network of vetted, trusted outfitters across North America for all different types of hunts. So give Derek a call and uh, he will help find something that works for what you're looking for and in a budget and a time frame that's realistic for you to be able to do that. So Ridge Rock Hunt Company, go check them out. I will also re, uh, kind of elaborate a little bit more to what I talked about with Outdoors Dan regarding our staff. Um, our staff application process is open. We are accepting new applicants for the field staff position across the country, especially if you are out in the western region. We really want to hear from you, so head on over to fallobsession.com staff. That's where you guys can find um, all, basically our staff roster and see uh, the individuals that are currently representing Fall Obsession and everything. And then at the very top of that page, there's going to be a button, top and bottom of the page, I believe, there's a button that says Staff Opportunities. Click on that button. It'll take you to another page that will show you exactly how our uh, how our pro and field staff programs work. And there will be a form on the bottom of that page where you guys can apply for that staff position. Um, or basically send us the inquiry, and then our staff manager, Todd Sellen, will be in contact with you guys um, to send you the actual link to the full-blown application. And we'll get you going from there and get you guys plugged into the Fall Obsession community. So thank you all for listening to another podcast. We're back again next Monday, as always, for another one. We'll catch you then.